This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad. How about yourself? Good. I've been doing good. Uh, and, you know, one of the reasons that I've been doing good and that all the guys here at Big Heads Media have been uh, doing good is because now we can confidently say this uh, to our significant others. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. And the reason, <laughs> the reason for that is because of Manscaped. So, <laughs> so, Mike, uh, I know, I know you got your uh, your Manscaped uh, products. I got my Manscaped products. Uh, let me tell you, fellas, listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. You know. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a uh, a Playboy from you know 1976, but or Demi Moore. Yeah, it gets really scary. We did talk about Demi Moore before, and that giant, giant bush. She could use uh, a, a manscaped uh, lawnmower 2.0, or maybe a couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of uh, Daisy Cutter mine. Yeah, no kidding. To rip through that bush. But uh, you know, this holiday season, you want to get you want to get yourself, or, or or you know, if you're if you're a gay man, maybe uh, maybe uh, for your 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 lover, a uh, a perfect package 2.0. So the perfect package 2.0, that's the the thing that that Mike and I both got, and I'll tell you what it comes with. All right, you get. First of all, I want to say I was really impressed by the quality of the stuff I got. Like oh, the bag it comes in. Absolutely. Even if you, even the bag alone would be worth the cost of entry. It's really nice. Like kind of, I don't know if it's actual leather or like a leathery substance, like a, you know Joan Rivers skin. But it's uh, <laughs> it's very nice. It contains everything. You know, every you can use it as like a you know a, a shaving bag, a, a dop bag as they call it. You know, you yeah. just like put your toiletries in there and grab. You don't have to even put the the groomer in there, but it fits you know perfectly. Yeah, yeah, the, the bag is really nice, uh, and it makes my bag really nice. Um, the, the so you get uh, you get this carry this carry bag. I believe they call it the shed. Uh, you get the uh, the the uh, lawnmower uh, 2.0 for your uh, for your junk. You get uh, that's the electrical trimmer. You get uh, uh, some deodorant type lotion for your uh, your groin, and you get a, a little spritzer, a little pick me up. For your uh, your bush there, I guess. Now, pick me up for your pouch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a pouch pick me up. Now it says here uh, to not read this part to you guys, but it also says host uh, talk about a time when he's hurt his balls while manscaping or a funny manscaping story. Now, unfortunately, here's where I fall down because, like Demi Moore, uh, pre you know 1994, I. I never shaved down there at all until I got uh, the Manscaped uh, products. And now I can say with confidence. How would you like to suck my butt? Because, <laughs> because they are smooth. And I mean, this, so this, 
in total honesty, I feel a lot better now having uh having groomed myself in, in that area and having the the deodorant down there. I mean, guys, we know our groins are are situated in an area that's sweaty and messy and terrible. Swampy. Exactly. Anyone that sat outside in August in Michigan knows, you know, how bad things can get. Taking care of yourself down there, it really it makes a huge difference that I didn't even I didn't even realize. So Manscaped is a completely revolutionary company. They have totally redesigned their trimmer, uh, the Lawnmower 2.0, which we got in our package. Um, it has a proprietary skin safe technology. I'll tell you what, I'm not great at, uh, at shaving necessarily. And, you know, I've nicked my face before. So, you know, it can be a little dicey down there, but yeah, I'm not saying the other competing pro- competing products will rip your sack off, but I know for sure that man groomer will not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This I I use this thing, you know, no guard or anything like that, completely fine. Um you know, you don't want to use the same thing that you're using on your face on your balls. That's to- that's horrible. You don't you don't want that kind of cross contamination. Even if you don't have crabs. Even if you already have a pubic kind of beard, you still don't want to do the uh, same thing for both. No, yeah. Even if, if you're like Guy Ritchie in in uh, Memento and you got the those, you know, yellowy pubes on your face, even then you don't want to cross Guy, Guy Pierce, not Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah, Guy Guy Ritchie, yeah, that's Guy Ritchie is the horrible director. Uh <laughs> I thought a couple of things. I, I like Snatch and Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those are both good. He's made that Pan movie, didn't he? Pan? Yeah, didn't he make Pan? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Are, are you saying Pam or Pan? Pan, like Peter Pan. Uh, Pam? Yeah, like I don't, Pam I don't, think he, I don't think he made that. I don't <laughs> think he made that. I know he made the Robin Hood remake, which I heard wasn't very good. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's I think that's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, with that uh, with that guy from the uh, Elton John movie, right? And, Edgerton, uh, the yeah. Kingsman, yeah, yeah, Taron Egerton or something like that. Yeah, you know what? You know what he wishes uh, he made though, Guy Ritchie. He wishes he made the uh, the Lawnmower 2.0 because that product is excellent. It is the top of the line. Uh, so now here's the thing: if you want to get your own uh, perfect package 2.0 you need to go to uh manscaped.com use our promo code which is which is um uh massive and you get 20 percent off and free shipping guys you need to do this today your balls will thank you even though they, they can't because they're not Real. I mean, well, they're real, but they're not, you know. They don't the have, uh, the they, holidays are coming up soon, ladies. This would be a great gift for your significant other. Absolutely. I assume women could use it, too. I don't know. It doesn't say woman groomer. I would imagine that I will. Yeah. I, I would imagine, imagine easier. They got lots of stuff sticking out to, uh, you know. Yeah. Unless there's, like, some kind of roast beef sandwich situation going on, you know. <laughs> oh. Oh, if you yeah. if you look down there and think you're think of Arby's, then maybe you might be more cautious. Oh god! 
Yeah, but you might have other problems anyway. If that's if that's what's going on with you. Yeah, you you may have some problems. Ah, but now on with the show, Mike. This week I don't have much in the way of news, but I would be remiss if I did not bring up a couple things. Uh, first of all, Disney Plus apparently is allowing people. I I, I got Disney Plus. I don't think I don't I don't think we were. I don't think we had a we had a show before I got Disney Plus. No, I don't think so. No, I think it might have the same day you got it. No, no, because I think it came out on the fourteenth, maybe. I think it was the twelfth, November twelfth. Oh, the, then then we recorded it on a Tuesday because the fourteenth was a Thursday. I know. Okay. Yeah. And I think you were messaging me about uh, Disney Plus that day about the uh, the Mandalorian. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I watched this week was the Mandalorian, but. Uh... Uh, yeah, so I got, I got Disney plus, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, if you, uh, if you're a fan of, of things that, uh, soulless corporate entity Disney does, then, you know, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, (laughs) um, so the news that we have is that Disney plus, uh, there's the subscribers can now request things they want to see. I, what's left? What have they not put on? I know some people are really trying hard to uh, to get the Song of the South on there, oh, including a Whoopi. That's actually a story from this week, uh, including Whoopi Goldberg. She said they should just put it out there, you know, so let people see because it is an illustration of how things used to be that most, you know, yeah. like younger people probably have no concept of. You know, they younger people will see like a white person with like a dreadlocks and think it's like the worst thing they've ever seen. They they really have been very much sheltered from like the horrific past, much like, you know, the Germans in the fifties against like the atrocities of the Nazi regime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, who, who, are, who are probably helped by Disney. I think didn't Disney help the Nazis or is that Ford? I'm thinking of. No, no, it's both. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, Walt Disney was a virulent anti-Semite, so true. I guess he probably was on their side. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem if they put song of the South on there. I don't necessarily want to see it. I've seen it before. Uh, in addition to, you know, it being racist, it's just also not a good movie. I mean, most of the most of the movies from that era are not not great anyway. However, the one thing I would like to point out about the Song of the South is it's the only depiction that I'm aware of of like the uh, like all the uh, the folk tales, like you know, Brer Rabbit and Brer Bear. Right. There's no other depiction of those things, and that's like an important part of like you know history. Oh and yeah, that's like, agreed. You know, People from, you know, African countries or the, you know, Caribbean countries or, you know, slaves here had these traditional, like, you know, oral traditions that were actually in the Song of the South. I mean, I don't I don't remember it that well. I don't remember it being overtly racist, but I don't remember is Uncle Remus a slave or not. I, I honestly can't remember it that well. He's he's not a slave. He's just he's like telling the story. I, I don't his part of it is not I don't from my memory. His part of it's not the part that's really like would be problematic today. I think it's more of, you know, some of the the other parts of it, and and probably that, um, you know, the the dialectic, uh, you know, things sure. they use like like Amos and Andy and stuff like that. Uh, sure. The reasons that would be uh, like problematic today, I think, is is the same thing. But I I mean I I tend to agree with you. Like I, I'm not huge on on censorship. Um, you know, when it, like, for instance, uh, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, there are, you know, so many times that people want to to ban that book or remove the N-word from that book. 
and you know that upsets me when people want to do that not because of my incredible love for the n-word but because of, i mean that helps but because also of uh you know the fact that uh you know uh mark twain writers write what is true i mean that's the like writers try to to write the truth as they see it uh you know in their fiction and mark twain you know said hey during this time period in this situation this word would be used therefore we're, I believe we're gonna use it that was i believe that was actually the present when he wrote that too i mean mark twain is yeah. like uh he yeah, and he's in voice i mean he actually has quite a bit of accuracy like i think when he wrote um there's one short story I think it's about like the Mississippi River, like you know being like a a, a boat pilot on it. He actually mm-hmm. trained as a pilot himself, and it was like a really mm-hmm. arduous process. Like much like the current, uh, you know, how in London these cabs have to like memorize every single route and like every single road. It's called like the knowledge, I think. Mm-hmm. Much like that, and that you know during that time, uh, you know, navigating the Mississippi and all these little bits of shallow patches and these parts where you know branches would stick out underwater and stuff. It was a very difficult thing to do. So he was like a really well-researched, quite studious person, you know, in spite of like the public image of like this, like, you know, guy who's dressed like Colonel Sanders with like Albert Einstein's hair. Right. Yeah, they they get that from, oh, what what is his name? Hal, Hal Holbrook, who portrayed Mark Twain very famously in, in, a, uh, in a play. And that's, you know, that's where they get that image of him from. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, partially based on kind of what he looked like in certain portraits sometimes but yeah it's not it's certainly not a wholly accurate representation of the man yeah i think at the time too mark twain was actually one of the most popular public speakers which you know mm-hmm. at the time was quite the thing since stand-up comedy had not yet been invented exactly yeah he's quite the raconteur uh, but the other story that i have this week involves involves <laughs> Somebody else that maybe should 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 attempt stand up comedy. I don't. That, that might be interesting. Uh, Nicholas Cage is going to star in a movie where he plays Nicholas Cage, where he wants to work with Quentin Tarantino. So this movie is called. Uh, where is it? It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talents, and it's going to follow Nicholas Cage. Uh, with the frenetic goal, or frantic goal, uh, to be in Quentin Tarantino's next movie. Uh, He's faced with a mountain of debt, a troubled relationship with his teen daughter, uh, and apparently he's going to talk to an egotistical 90s version of himself who tears him down for recent dumb movie choices. It sounds absolutely insane. Now, here's the thing. It gets worse, though. Because, I I mean, I might find it interesting if Nicolas Cage did a movie where he plays himself and he really wants to work with Quentin Tarantino and almost kind of like the movie adaptation that he's in that, that I actually really like him in that movie too, in both roles that he plays. If it, if, yeah, that's, that's a really good movie. I mean, you think of like Nicolas Cage's character, character, but he really can act, you know. Oh, absolutely. And I'd be really interested in this movie if it followed that but I have a feeling that the writers are going to mess this up because the next part of the synopsis says, uh, since the fictional Nicholas Cage becomes buried in debt, he resorts to make an appearance at the birthday party of a Mexican billionaire who is a massive fan of his. Uh, after the pair bond, the CIA pulled Cage aside to inform him that the billionaire is really the kingpin of a drug cartel and has kidnapped the daughter of a Mexican presidential nominee as well. 
The Con Air actor is then recruited by the U.S. government to take him down. Ugh. I mean, I like, I really, that seems like it's going to veer into an area that I'm not going to really care that much about. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's not, not something I'm interested in. But here's the real question that this raises. Would you like to see Nicolas Cage in a Quentin Tarantino movie? I, I don't think that would be a bad thing, to be honest with you. I mean, look at John Travolta. He was, like, mm-hmm. doing Look Who's Talking Now, like the fucking talking dogs. Yeah. When, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino cast him in uh, Pulp Fiction. So, I mean... Because I can't I believe... Mean, he's not he's not a bad actor. I mean, he just, no, like, seems like good. choose, like, the most lucrative, like, you know, scripts available. Like, it's like, if this movie will pay him a, a good amount of money, he'll do it, regardless of what it is. I mean, he did the... The first movie I saw that was really bad with him was Snake Eyes. Do you yes. remember that? I think we saw it yes. together, him and Gary... Gary, not Gary Oldman, Gary Sinise are both in it. They're both good actors, but it's just not a good movie. Oh, it's horrible. I see. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Terrible. Yeah, I think we both saw it at the Dollar Show. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's the thing is I can't believe that I never never thought of this before, but now all I want to see is Nicolas Cage in a Quentin Tarantino movie (laughs) because I think Tarantino would do wonders with Cage because as you pointed out, uh, you know, whether you're talking about Moonstruck or, uh, you know, um, even even Raising Arizona. Yeah. Raising Arizona or, you know, some of these movies. Leaving he's, Las Vegas. He's well, leaving Las Vegas is probably the quintessential one. But he's like a he's a fantastic actor. He's really good. But, you know what I find realistic about uh, leaving in Las Vegas? Hmm. Like when they, whenever you see him drinking, he's drinking something different. Yes. Like, I think if an alcoholic was at that point where he's just literally going to drink himself to death, he's not like, oh, I'm going to have a martini tonight, and then I'm going to have a, you know, a, a cranberry uh, spritz. You know? <laughs> right. He would just, like, be at the end stage where he's just, like, hardcore drinking, like, you know, like a whiskey or vodka or gin, you know, like, straight out of a bottle. Yeah, whatever his preference is, exactly. He's a little, he's a little too charming of a drunk in that movie, I think, is my problem. Yeah. But, yeah, Travolta, or not Travolta, uh, Tar- well, Travolta's got other problems, but Tar- or, uh the man can't find a good masseuse. <laughs> he'll shut his fucking mouth. No kidding. Uh, or, Nick... or open it, I guess. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, what I, from what I heard from that masseuse was that uh, Travolta was uh, real smooth down there, so I think he's used Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, Nicolas Cage's biggest problem is, like as you pointed out, is that he'll take basically anything. I mean, I understand he wants a paycheck and everything. You know, dinosaur eggs aren't going to buy themselves. Yeah, he's got. He, he has to have the complete uh, first uh, issue of Superman. Right. And like five houses or more in a castle somewhere. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I get it. So that's why you have to do National Treasure too. Right. Or or um, uh, the second uh, the, Ghost the Sorcerer's Rider. Apprentice. Oh yeah, the yeah, Sorcerer's or, Apprentice was bad. Or Kick Ass. I didn't see that. Actually, I heard Kick Ass is pretty good. Um, I like. Uh, I, I like think there's the, a sequel to that too. I actually like the first Ghost Rider movie, which I can't believe I'm saying, but I actually like that first one. The second one I hear is very bad, though. Yeah, go figure. I didn't see either of them. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Ghost Rider is like a dumb like superhero. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a ghost. I'm a skeleton with a flaming head, and I ride a motorcycle. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so that's all I've got for the news. Uh, I was, I, I was interested though because uh, this this BuzzFeed clickbait thing came up. 
And I was like, I wonder what this is. And this says this trivia test will separate the Canadians from the Americans. Uh, this quiz might be a little psychic. I don't understand how that makes it psychic, but let's see if we can, let's see if we can make it think that we're Canadian. Uh, the first question is how much is this bill worth? And it's a bill that says Canada on it. And it looks like it's got some sort of bird, maybe like a blue Jay, but it's got a bunch of spikes on its head. Uh, $5. All right. That is correct. See, that's the thing in Michigan. It's, it's going to be easier for us. Well, I just know what a $1 looks like. I mean, I know there's a loony. I don't, I, I just assumed it was a five. That was a guess. What are these called? And it's, this is going to be horrible because they're all pictures. Um, and it's, this is great theater of their mind here. It's a red folder. Uh, you know, it's, it's basically, it's a, a paper paper in a, in a binder. Uh, but one of those, uh, special binders that, you know, it, uh, well, I've, I've used the word binder three times and that's one of the things on here. Do tangs care carriers, notebook or binder. That's got, it's gotta be a binder, right? Well, it is do tang. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Who is this? It looks like a Raggedy Ann doll, but she's got black hair and a red nose. Could be Jenny, huh. Cassie, Claire, or Molly. Let's try Molly. So this is basically just, yes, you're right. Jesus Christ, you're good at this. Who is this? Uh, it's some dude running. It's got, uh, he's got a shirt on that says Marathon of Hope, I think. Uh, is, it, is it Justin Trudeau? No. He looks... It's, it's a black and white photo, so it's like from the 70s. He looks a little bit like a very young Kurt Russell, and it says uh, Rick Hansen, Bobby Orr. It's definitely not Bobby Orr. Uh, Terry Fox or Tom Longboat. I believe it's Terry Fox. Yeah, let's go with that. It is. He was like a famous runner. Uh, what's the name of this dessert? It, uh, it's chocolate on top. It looks like custard in the middle, maybe. It's, basically, it looks like a brownie. With like a little custard uh, in the middle of it, maybe some nuts. Uh, uh, how- Canadian Canadian jizz sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's got mayonnaise in it. Um, yeah. how- well, of course it does. Hello, Dolly Beaver Bar. Uh, it's a it's a Beaver Nanamio Bar in Kinder Square. I've heard of Nanamo bars, but let's try that if you want. I think it's a Beaver Bar though. No, it's in the Namio bar. Uh, what is this card? And then I, I mean, I don't understand any of it uh, because it's like every it because the number has to be blurred out. Most of this is just blurred. So it just looks like it's white with like a, and it's a very beat up card too. Like it looks like an old license plate, but it's got a red stripe down it. And it just says Metro card, student card, health card, credit card. I'm guessing it's health card. Yeah, that's my guess. Yes, it's a health card. We were right. So far, we've gotten all these. What is the nice. name of this game? Uh, it looks like a very old computer game uh, where it says choose a puzzle. And then there's like a a, uh, <laughs> a seal, um, a cannon, something that says ticket. I mean, I don't know. It's Carnival Games, Schlozar Bazaar, Math Circus, or Fraction Festival. Math Circus? That was my, yeah, that was my guess too. And we're right. What coffee chain used to have this logo and it's a, like a steaming cup of coffee in a brown circle. And it could be Van Hoot, 
Second cup, Tim Hortons or coffee time? Is it Tim Hortons? Can you tell from looking at it? Oh, no, it's not Tim Hortons. It's second cup, which I never would have heard, would have known. But. Oh, yeah, that wasn't my guess. We got that one wrong, I think. Yeah, first one wrong. Uh, what Damn is, it! What is this room called? And it's a picture of a bathroom. So, washroom, bathroom, restroom, or loo? Oh, it's washroom or loo. I think it's loo. I think I've heard Canadians say the loo. I know it's a British thing, too, but I could have sworn I heard like Eugene Levy say it. Oh, it's washroom. Ah, uh, that was my other guess. Damn it! <laughs> oh, God, this is horrible. What show did this guy host? Oh, my God. So, it's some dude. It looks like a Canadian version of Double Dare. He's got... Uh, he's got the highest hair I've ever seen outside of a kitten play video, and his eyes are just bugging out of his head. Um, it's Mad Dash. Uh oh, Quiz Kids or Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's definitely not. Are you afraid of the dark? I think it's either Mad Dash or Quiz Kids. Those are my guesses. Do you want to pick one from the two? Yeah, we'll go with uh. Oh, it's Mad Dash. Good job. What is this sauce called? It looks like is it poutine? No, it's like it's it looks there's three little cups almost like where you'd get soy sauce, but it's a very like reddish brown liquid and it says gravy sauce, chalet sauce, St. Hubert sauce or red gravy sauce. Let's try red gravy sauce. Yep, we got it. Oh, what's this wee stuff? What store What store was this card for? It says Club Z, and it looks incredibly 80s. Uh, it's either Zazzles, Zappos, Zellers, or Zara. Well, it's not Zappos, because they weren't around then. Yeah, I would... I, maybe Z- Zazzle or Zellers is what I'm thinking. I, that, my thought was Zazzle. Uh, it was Zellers. Damn it. Where is this cookie from? Uh, Canada. It, Speaking of jizz sandwich, that's what this looks like. This looks Jeez. like a chocolate chip cookie that someone jizzed on, but maybe they're having prostate problems because uh, some of the... Oh, is it red too? Yeah, some of it's a little icy red. Uh, so it's Tim Hortons, A&W, Wendy's, or Cobbs. Cobbs? No, Tim Hortons. Hey. What does this store sell? Joe Fresh. Salad, clothing, juices, pasta. I'm going to go with juices clothing really joe fresh well i think fresh made me think of uh, juices because he was like oh this is he's just some fresh pasta right uh, and i don't think i don't think canada is uh is hates themselves enough to have like a drive through pasta place <laughs> however uh i very very briefly lived in south carolina around the time my uh, oldest was born and they had a uh, drive through uh pasta place there oh my god like, it was like they had like this row that was like the least healthiest like series of restaurants i've ever seen in my life there's like a drive-through like fried chicken place the drive-through pasta place and they had like every other like type of like you know horrible fast food uh restaurant you could think of wow oh south carolina we love you i know final question uh who left these peanut butter footprints it's a picture of you know a peanut butter on toast with footprints in it i guess uh anassis George Shrinks, Kalu, or House Hippo? Caillou, and that's definitely not Caillou. I'm going to say House Hippo, because it's probably like a tiny hippo. Correct. You are correct. 
I think I'm guessing that we're going to be considered Canadian from the results. It says you are definitely a Canadian. Congrats. You just proved yourself to be a Canadian. You're so lucky to have grown up believing in house hippos, watching wacky TV shows and hanging out with your friend at second cup. Second cup sounds like the sequel to two girls, one cup. Right. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind living in Canada. It's like a really nice country. You know, it's like basically like a better version of the United States. Yeah, I have no problem with Canada. I mean, I'm a firearms enthusiast, but I mean that's like my only like you know issue. But I mean, it's not a deal breaker. No, well they they've got. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that they're they're yeah, they, they, they use their guns responsibly up there. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's not, like, horribly restrictive. I don't know exactly all their I think you can, but... you can hunt and stuff, too, but I, I'm, I'm really into handguns, and it's not really a handgun-friendly place, but, I mean, you know, it's it's worked out for them. I mean, how many mass shootings have they had? I don't know. I can't really think of any. Me either. Oh, good for Canada. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so now we'll move on to uh, to educating Mike or, no, fuck, why do I always do this? Keeping current with Mike. Let's really have loved that session. I really, I really don't, though. I'm glad because I didn't like it either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we plumb the depths of the celebrity gossip columns and, and we find out what's going on in the world of the Kardashians or whatever. Although we rarely seem to talk about them. I guess they're not. Yeah, we they're haven't not, caught they, up with them at all. They're not fire anymore, huh? See, I use that kind of language, too. That's the other thing that I don't really understand who watches, but I'm sure somebody, I mean, clearly somebody does. Oh, yeah. I bet every person who watches it is like, I don't really like them, but I still watch it because. What do you think? Do you think there's anyone that watches that program that actually listens to our show? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I, I Maybe one person. If you're the one person out there that does that, let us know. Yeah, we're just wondering. We're not going to shame you or anything. We, just, I, I mean, I watch a bunch of stuff that no one else would like. I'm just curious as to what you get out of it. Yeah, agreed. All right, now uh, we're really scraping the bottom today because we went to BuzzFeedNews.com. Oh, God. Inspired by your BuzzFeed quiz. It's Apparently. a very BuzzFeed-heavy episode. Yeah. The first headline I'm reading is a 2004 Christmas movie with two versions, one with two dads and another with straight parents, has gone viral. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like a like there's like two versions of this Christmas movie. Um, obviously, like I just said, one of them is like there's a same sex uh, pair of dads, and then the other one has like a straight parents, which it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really read too much into it, but it's kind of weird that you know it's like uh, they made two different versions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really go into it in the headline, but I bet they like you know in the, like the deep south they probably have like the straight couple version, and like you know in like more progressive areas they probably had the. You know, the two uh, dads version. Yeah. Like my two dads. Neither of them was Paul Reiser. Yeah, that's that's the problem is that uh, they didn't get Paul Reiser and Charles Evigan to, uh, or, yeah, I think that was his name. Evigan was his last name. (laughs) I know that. But if if, if they got them to do it, I'd watch that movie. I think it's an interesting idea because I mean, I mean, obviously, like you know, with all the competing streaming services, which you can, they're already like you know going to overdrive, as I predicted. Like the prices are just going to drop, and you'll get more content. It'll ultimately probably be pretty good for cons- the consumer, unless you know one of the companies actually wins. Yeah. Like Netflix already announced that they're like they're making a deal with um, Nickelodeon. They made a deal with Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be. A, I mean, my wife is already excited, like hoping they'll have like 
old shows like, you know, Salute Your Shorts and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Doug. I never, I never had, I didn't have cable until I was like 18, so I never had, you know, any Nickelodeon shows I really watched. Yeah, I forgot to mention that during the news segment, but that is that that is a huge deal that uh, Nickelodeon and 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 Netflix are going to team up. They're trying to compete with Disney, like you said. Though it's going to be one of those situations where we're just going to get more content. And like you said, as long as as long as Amazon, Netflix, Disney, at least those three, and like HBO, as long as those four those four companies all kind of remain independent and one doesn't buy other ones of that, I think it's going to be real good for consumers. Yeah, it's all about the consumer. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of like the idea of this. I mean, being able to tailor make, like, you know, almost like a choose your own adventure type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe just shoot some extra scenes, you know? That's not a bad thing for the future. They've been talking about that for years, but they never really have implemented it. This was just like an accidental uh, doing it, I guess. Yeah, they could do that for all movies. You could go online and, and it asks a series of questions. What do you want to see? You know, like, uh, you know, you basically, you just take a quiz, like a Buzzfeed quiz and it tells or you even like, like a, like a choose your own adventure book, you know, you'll just like, Oh, what do you want them to do? You can mm-hmm. just click that. And that's, you know, that's your movie. Yep. Exactly. They've been doing that in adult movies for quite some time. <laughs> yep. I heard what, uh, what, what do you, what's uh position do you want them to be in? Yeah. They've had that for a while. That's good. Yeah. Um, our next story is uh, Clive Owen will play former President Bill Clinton in FX's impeachment, American Crime Story. Oh, oh, interesting. So I didn't know that they were doing that uh, as their next their next. Yeah, I, I didn't. Did you watch the People vs. OJ? I think that was their first one. I'm, I'm, I'm not did, opposed yes. to it. I think that's an interesting idea. Um, was that, I heard it was good. Did you watch it? I was yeah. thinking of John Travolta. I know he was in it. Yeah, I wa- my wife and I watched it, and I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that I didn't watch the Versace one, but uh, we did watch the the O.J. Simpson one, and I thought it was it was really good and and very well done. Uh, the the guys that are behind American Horror Story and American Crime Story, I think I think they generally get most things right. Uh, you know, I think they're good creators. Obviously, American Horror Story is very hit and miss. Uh, from season to season, but you know, I think part of the reason I think part part of what they're trying to do is is hit a lot of different demographics, and because they know for whatever reason people will just come back. They're like, oh, that that season wasn't great. I'm gonna come back to this to the next season. See see if it got better. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad thing. I mean, that they kind of overall trust, but can understand that like you know certain things won't be for them. Um, mm-hmm. This might be interesting. Obviously, there's a big topic of impeachment in the news. Uh, these days with the president, you know, having hearings for, I'm not, I'm actually, I actually am very uh, ambivalent towards it. I don't even know if it's actually impeachment or if they're just discussing impeachment. I, I honestly don't know what's happening. Well, they're, they're holding in the inquiry right now. So basically what they're doing, it's almost like a grand jury where they want to see if they want to try and impeach him. Yeah. They're gathering evidence to see if, if it, there's enough evidence to actually call for a vote for an impeachment. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that was obviously a big story. Uh, you know, we lived through it at the time. You know, I think we were probably, what, like 18 or so when this was happening. I didn't pay yeah. a ton of attention to it, but it was interesting. You know, the whole uh, president redefining what sexual intercourse is mm-hmm. or sexual relationships is, which is kind of funny because, I mean, just, I mean, obviously he's lying. I mean, to say that yes. you equate like a fellatio with like it's non-sexual. How is that non-sexual? Right. Yeah. In fact, I, it's it's probably it's almost more sexual than like you know traditional like vaginal sex in a way. It's a pretty intimate uh, position to be in. 
But because if you think of it, though, I mean, like you know, fellatio, there's like, there's no, you can't say you're doing it for procreation. You know, it's it's right. clearly a sexual thing. It's not like a, well, we have to do this to have a child thing. It's it's just purely sexual. And if you have a man groomer, it's like a breeze for the woman out here. Exactly. It's just it's. Or the, the guy. I, I'm not judging anyone here. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that, I don't know if I'll watch that. I mean. Uh, I know, I really want to, I think uh, Vincent Bugliosi, he's the guy who wrote Helter Skelter. Mm. He, I think he wrote, or maybe he didn't write a book, I think he wrote a book on OJ. I was thinking, because that's the American crime story. Uh, yeah. His book on OJ was, wow. I mean, this guy researches like insane. Like mm. He basically said, um, Marsha Cross, maybe? Clark. Clark. And uh, they, he basically says they're like the worst attorneys ever. Oh, yeah, not good. Which is kind of interesting because you think, I mean, I th- you would have thought they were their best, but yeah, that was that was a very interesting trial. I mean, maybe I'll watch this. Uh, again, I'm thinking of OJ. Maybe I'll watch the OJ thing because, I mean, that was like a really fascinating like event because you had Johnny uh, Cochran who was like, you know, one of the most charismatic attorneys ever in her courtroom. Mm-hmm. And then you had like a Barry Sheck who like, you know, even, which is kind of funny because today he leads this thing called the Innocent Project. Yes. In a sense, which he, he tries to like, you know, but at the time he like basically perverted the use of DNA because I don't think any rational or reasonable person could think that OJ was actually innocent. No, nope. However, that being said, I'd rather have him be released free than, uh, you know, an innocent person be rendered guilty. I mean, oh, yeah. if the state can't prove their case, that's clearly upon the, on the state. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, the, the state failed miserably. They did a terrible job. Yeah. But, um, our next story is is really a really fascinating one to me. I, I've heard about this for a while, but now it's back in the headlines for some reason. Maybe because it's like been filed or something. But the actress slash comedian Monique is suing Netflix for racial and gender discrimination. Have you heard about this at all? No, no. What's going on with that? A few years ago, I think she was offered a special on Netflix, and they offered her, which you know, to someone who's not in the entertainment industry, uh, it's a big amount, but it was five hundred thousand dollars. Huh, okay. But at the same time, they're offering, you know, Dave Chappelle, 20 million a special. Uh, exactly. Jerry Seinfeld, 20 a special. And then, you know, Amy Schumer, I think, was offered like 12 million a special. And then she negotiated up to 13. So she's saying that it's, you know, a combination of racial and gender discrimination. Hmm. See, I think a lot of people don't know Monique Moore as an actress now, but she was she's a stand-up comedian. That's how she got her start. You know, she's, you know, by all accounts, uh, a very funny stand-up comedian. I've seen a few of her things. I find her funny. I think she's a great actress. I like her in um, the movie Beer Fest, which is a weird, like, you know, yes. role, but she's really great in that. And I've heard she's amazing and precious, which I haven't seen. Yeah, that that's a very good movie. She is she is excellent in that movie. I mean, I do feel that they lowballed her, but at the same time, I think it's because she, I mean, I don't know when the last time she did stand-up comedy was. Yeah, and that's what kind of what I was thinking, too. I mean, you know, do, would companies discriminate? I mean, I'm sure, yes, I'm sure that it happens, but I feel like, you know, Dave Chappelle is going to bring a certain amount, a certain volume of audience. So yeah, some... yeah, Dave Chappelle is the greatest comedian out there right now. Yeah. By, 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 there, there's no doubt of it. I mean, you could have your, I mean, Norm's my favorite, but Dave is easily the best comedian out there right now. There's, there's no. And, and you know, Eddie Murphy is good. And, and that's Eddie Murphy. If he, if he has a special, they're going to have to pay a lot of money for him to have a special too, because. Oh, for sure. But I mean, at the same time, it's Eddie Murphy. It's, yeah. I mean, Eddie Murphy is probably known as the greatest comedian, you know, of his generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a force of nature, Eddie Murphy is. Again, Monique's a great actress, but I mean, I bet half the people who heard this would be surprised to hear she was a stand-up comedian. Oh, he's absolutely. He's mostly known for being an actress. And that's the thing is like, so Jim Jeffries, he's got, uh, or even uh, Jim Gaffigan, 
for 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 that matter. Those two guys, I don't know what they negotiated for as far as what they got for their Netflix special, but I'm guessing they didn't get Chappelle or Seinfeld money. No, I mean, I mean, Jim Gaffigan is, you know, a very well-known comedian. And again, he's, you know, for being a comedian, I'm sure he probably got five million or more than that. I mean, he's probably right. comparable to Amy Schumer. Yeah, that that would be my guess. But yeah, that's I think they're basically basing it on, you know, what how many subscriptions are going to sign up to get this. Exactly. That's that. That's what they're basing it on. Now, I do think five hundred thousand is low for. Oh, I, it's it's certainly low. Yeah, I mean. Especially after she pays all the expenses of her manager and you know uh, mm-hmm. agent and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's again for someone who's not in the entertainment industry, it's a it's astonishing, life changing sum. But for her, I mean, it's maybe a year's worth of mortgage for a house. Right. Exactly. I mean, again, I, I'm a huge fan of Monique, and I'm really, I, I really like her. I like that she stands up for herself against. Uh, I don't know if you are aware, but like Oprah and like Tyler Perry, she came out like saying they were like crippling. I, I mean. I don't know if it's true or not, but she said they were holding her back from, like, you know, future work and that sort of thing because she didn't, like, you know, uh, pardon me, she didn't, like, bow down before them and let them, like, de- designate what she's going to do in her career. Huh, interesting. I mean, good for you. She's a very, see, I always, I know there's a movie coming out called Harriet, and I know she's too old probably to play the part, but I think she would be a great Harriet Tubman. She's, like, she's got a very, like, strong, yep. forceful personality, you know, and she's a great actress. I mean, that would, like, there's some roles that I think would just be, like, perfect. I think she would be perfect for that. Yeah, I agree. I I like Monique a lot, but I just like you. I I don't. This doesn't this doesn't smack to me of discrimination as much as it smacks to me of you a know, very low ball offer. Yeah, it's a low ball offer, but it's like they don't they're not dying for a Monique special. At right. Netflix. I mean, again, I don't think anyone's really clamoring for you know. I mean, maybe there are some people who really like love her stand up, but I mean, you know, she's really known as an actress these days. Yeah. And but, I mean, and again, good. good for her to stand up for herself. I mean, I appreciate that. I just, I, I honestly, I don't have the internal, you know, memos and shit, obviously. But mm. I, I don't, in my, my heart tells me that this is not a racial discrimination thing. Because, yeah. again, I mean, not that, you know, I mean, she's very specifically saying that it's just black women. Because as she says, women made, you know, good deals. And obviously, black men made great deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I mean, I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, I, I don't really, I mean, um, in... um. In the movie, my name is Dolomite. I can't remember her name. Lavon or Lashawn. She's a, she's a African American, you know, comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, aside from Monique, I mean, I, there's I mean Tiffany Haddish. I bet Tiffany Haddish would get like a much better deal than Monique. You know? That's the one I was. That's the example that I was going to that I was going to bring up is that Tiffany Haddish would probably, you know, get the the biggest. Uh, you know, Monique or not Monique, uh, Leslie Jones. If Leslie Jones wanted, she's not yeah, really Leslie a stand up, but. But if she wanted to do a stand-up, I bet she'd she'd get Oh, she did Yeah. Or, like, there's, like, another... I mean, I know a few, like, Samore. She's a pretty good, you know, comedian. There's this hilarious, uh, you know, African-American female comedian named Miss Pat. Mm -hmm. She's, like, she's hilarious. Like, she's almost like a Joey Diaz type where, like, her whole life is, like... I don't know if you're familiar with Joey Diaz, but her whole life is, like, hilarious. Like, you know, like I said before with Red Fox, you know, a couple episodes ago, it's, like, just everything about her is funny. Yeah, it, you know, if Whoopi Goldberg came back and said she wanted to do a stand-up special, I bet she'd get, you know, she might not I, get I twenty million. Right, yeah. but no, she'd, she'd get more than Monique though. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, she. They, and they, I'd love to see that because I, I love Whoopi Goldberg. I love that Me she's too. against the grain all the time. You know, like she was the one saying, "Oh, bring back the song of 
she says mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that many people say is controversial, but it's just like she's just not conforming to the norm, which is yep. great. I mean, I, I just love people like that. It's the best kind of person you could be. Yeah, me too. I I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy. I, I like that she she'll try to make you know her like she obviously she makes her own way in in Hollywood. You know when she. When Star Trek The Next Generation came out, she was like, hey, I really like Star Trek when I was a kid. I want to be on this show, so so write me a part. You know, like, right, yeah. <laughs> and, they, they, and they wrote her in, and she actually, you know, she actually, for fans of that series, she actually contributed to, um, you know, in a very intimate way to, you know, a, a few different plot lines of the show. She wasn't just, like, a background character. No, yeah, she was. I mean, she's a, she's another great actress. I mean, look at the movie The Color of Purple yep. and how that movie doesn't like. She should win a Best Actress every year for that movie. She's so great. That <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have from the uh, rip from the headlines or whatever we call the segment. Educating Mark, uh, yeah. keeping current with Mike. I don't know. Keeping up with Manscaped. There you go. Manscaped.com. Um, now, let me tell you something. When you're, when you, when you've got your manscaped, you're all, you're all cleaned up down there and everything, you're going to be totally ready for action. But what if, what if your, your, uh, your little guy there doesn't, uh, as, uh, as that guy in uh, house said, what if the little man doesn't want to stand up and salute? Well, then you need, right, here you are with your. Here you are with your perfectly smooth balls, ready to roar. But exactly. I mean, what you're gonna not rise to the occasion? Yeah, you gotta you gotta bring your A game now that you're all cleaned up down there. So what you need is you need BlueChew.com, like the color blue, Blue Chew. It's like the other certain famous uh, blue pill, which this is derived from the same sort of ingredients. Yours, because I actually looked this up just out of curiosity after our last mm-hmm. time. And what they do is, um, I mean, if you use our offer code, you're not paying anything. Is that still the case, Mark? Yes, that's correct. It is still free if you use the offer code. Yeah, because because you actually do have to get a prescription, but the pres- prescription is part of the package. When you call them up, they actually have a doctor. They kind of, you know, give you a quick assessment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be honest, obviously. Make sure you don't have any medical ailment that would, you know, cause uh, distress. But, I mean, if you clear that, you're good to go. You, you just call up, give them our code, and you get free medicine. I mean, this is the same stuff that... You know, people were all the raging erection over, you know, like 20 years ago when it first came out. It's just a generic equivalent. Exactly. And it's the first chewable uh, FDA-approved, uh, you know, Viagra, Cialis, uh, you know, ingredient-type uh, pill. So it works quick. You can take it on an empty stomach. It's twice as fast. You will be ready to go. Yeah, like you mentioned before, you don't want to eat like a, a giant like twelve inch sub and then like go to Pound Town. I mean, you oh. can just get this and you're good to go. Exactly. That would that's that's queasiness right there. Let me tell you. So if you go to bluechew.com, that's b l u e chew.com, and use our promo code late fee, you will get this product for free. You just have to pay shipping. And you're you're all good. And let me tell you something. You are going to thank us for uh, going to BlueChew.com. And before we move on, uh, we've got we got another one, Mike. Where it's a it's a double adder. I guess it's a triple adder today. Uh, but uh, sure. we're, we're going to tell you one more time 
about going to mybookie.ag. So if you like us, you know, let me tell you something. Uh, the other owner of this of the company here, Dan, he uh, he used the promo code. He he used the promo code late fees with an S, all capitalized, and went to mybookie.ag and he placed some bets. And let me tell you something, uh, dude won some money. I mean, seriously, Mike, this isn't like this isn't a bit. He, he's he's been doing really well betting on college football, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's got a, a a good stash of money there at uh, you know at uh, mybookie.ag. He's even thinking about starting a a podcast. He's, he told me today he's like, if I keep doing well on this, I'm gonna start a podcast where I just do uh, picks because he's. He's really having a magical run here. <laughs> nice. And with my bookie, as we all know, you double your money. So it's like yes. you're, you're basically getting free money. I mean, who, who doesn't like free money? I like free money. Yep. You, you just go to my bookie. It, actually, it gives you 50% now, right? Yeah, it's 50%. I mean, so 50%, you put in a dollar, they give you 50 cents for free, no strings attached probably. Yeah, no strings attached. You just have to use it. But yeah, but no, no strings attached other than that. But yeah, you go to mybookie.ag. You sign up, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. They're gonna give you half of whatever whatever you're put, depositing in there for free. They're gonna match that. If you're nervous about it, just just bet with the money that you get for free. It's it's free money. Exactly. I mean, how could you not want free money? So you know. Football season is is heating up here. The Lions aren't aren't doing great, so the yeah. NBA starting off. We got you know a lot yep. of NBA games coming out. Uh, hockey started for those of us uh, who follow hockey. Yep. Uh, not the maybe next year we'll follow. Them. Right. Yeah. I'm co- kidding. They're they're just not doing well right now. Yeah. College college basketball's uh, you know starting up too. It's it's a good time for a lot of sports, and there are a lot of great bets out there. You want to do a parlay? You want to take. You want to take an NBA game, a college game, an NFL game, put them all together, bet a little bit of money, make a lot, go to mybookie.ag, enter our promo code late fees, and you uh, you will be on your way to making a lot of money so you can take your wife on a nice date with your smooth balls, take a blue chew, and then go to Pound Town. That is a great day, and you can use all three of these products to do it. You're basically doing it for free. Yes, exactly. You're free. You're getting free a free meal and free sex out of this. Basically, I mean, essentially, that's what it is. I mean, the college football national championships are coming up. The Super Bowl's coming up. Do you not? I mean, would you not want to bet with free money on this? I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. It's a no-brainer. Mybookie.ag. Go today. What's that uh, code again, Mark? Uh, late fees, all caps. L a t e f e e s. That's right. And then one more thing before we get into the main topic, uh, I want to talk to you about a great show that we have over here at the Big Heads Media Network. We uh, we love them. Uh, we talk to them all the time. It's 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 Richie, it's it's Cody, it's it's the Super Media Bros. Uh, take a listen to them. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, shades on. We're off. 
All right. Now, on to the main topic. Hey, yeah. actually, speaking of other podcasts on the network, can I bring one up real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very recently, uh, I listened to this uh, this podcast by Deep Into History. It was about Hattori Hanzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I mean, for anybody who's ever, like, been f- interested in, like, Japanese, like, culture, especially during, like, the 14th or, like, 17th centuries, and me, like, as a young boy, I was really into ninjas. This is the podcast you want to listen to. It's about an hour and a half, and uh, uh, the host, uh, what's it, Arnish, maybe is his name? Uh, Arun. Arun, that's what it is. Yeah, he, he just goes in-depth into this. He presents it in a really, like, nice literary format. It's, it's, it's all the information you ever want to know about. This legendary character, Hattori Hanzo, and uh, ninjas in general. I would definitely highly recommend that one. Yeah, yeah, he he, de- he, de- he does a great job. Uh, you know, we, we definitely love having him on the network. Uh, so, yeah, check out Deep Into History for sure. Speaking of history, uh, this... So, the thing that I watched this week, Mike, is it reminds me of... It's The Mandalorian, by the way, on Disney+. Plus. It, it, this one's coming out much. When, when should I come back when you're done with this? <laughs> I actually, I honestly, I think you might like this show. I mean, not enough for me to say, hey, go get Disney Plus and watch the show. But I think you might actually like it. Although there, there is some things. So I'll go through it a little bit. But um, it's, it, it's coming out. Uh, this is one thing you won't like about it. It comes out week by week, like the, like the old uh, TV shows used to do. They obviously put a lot of money into this. This is basically a Western in space. He's, he's a bounty hunter, and that's, like, that's the majority of, of everything that's going on is he is, you know, he's a bounty hunter. He, like, he comes into a bar. First scene, he comes into a bar. This guy uh, says to him, hey, you made me spill my drink. He comes up to him, him and his big friend. They're starting to uh, to kind of like intimidate him, try to talk to him, push him around a little bit. He's just sitting there taking it. He's got his mask and, and everything on. And then it's the classic thing where, you know, he uh, you know he starts fist fighting them and, and eventually shoots them, kills both of them, and then uh, you know goes and grabs this guy that's uh, a bounty that he's going to turn in. So it, it's very much like you know like a western, an old uh, TV western. That's what it reminds me of a lot. There the are the issue is, uh, from what I've heard, uh, bounty hunters are known for having salty language. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And everything on Disney Plus is PG thirteen, so we're not getting we're not getting too you know too nitty gritty. And like, dang it, you just killed my friend. Right. That would, and that's the thing is that that's an area. I think that is something that would make it more interesting to be completely honest is if they went a little darker, went a little, a little grittier, but you know, obviously they're, they're trying to keep it as family friendly as possible to reach the widest possible audience that they can. But so there are, there is some, some star Wars stuff in it. We see a couple stormtroopers. This takes place after return of the Jedi. So the empire's fallen, but there are still, you know, some some stormtroopers like, you know, skulking around. Basically, there are still some former Imperials as part of like an underworld kind of like plot. You know, they're there. And, you know, there's so there's things there's things like that. There's there's a few callbacks here and there or mentions to things that people that, you know, that know Star Wars would know. 
I'm trying to think. I can't think of, off the top of my head of, of any of them, but I remember when I was watching the show, I remember thinking like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. But they just like, they rolled off my back because I did not care about them. Uh, the uh, Pedro Pascal is the star of the show. He's the one that... Oh, he is? I, I really like him. He's a good actor. Yeah, and he's very good in... Now, he doesn't take his mask off, so you don't see him, but he's he's actually in the armor, and, you know, it's his voice, obviously. But he's... And it's it's interesting, too, because... You know, it's a hard acting job. He's got to convey different emotions and things without us really being able to see his face. Is uh, he really in the armor or is it just his voice? No, it's he's really in the armor. Uh, like, he's huh. he's really on the set. It's really his body. And when he speaks, he's, you know, I, I think I think he's hooked up to some kind of microphone or something like that underneath his armor so that it comes sure. more clearly. But, but he, he's actually delivering dialogue, you know, on the set too so that, that people can play off of him. But he's 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 really good in in the show, and the reason I think you'd like it is because it, it's like I said, it's a very it's a very Western motif, and he's you know he's going after this this bounty that a former Imperial wants, and it's you know it's big money, it's off the grid kind of thing, and uh, and he's you know he's trying to uh, to go after it, and it's there's a bit of a mystery element to it, you know, like uh, what's really going on. Uh, kind of thing it's it's too early for me to say whether or not i'm really gonna love it but i did enjoy the first couple of two episodes are out right now i did enjoy they released two yeah i did enjoy the first couple episodes uh next week you know episode three will be out uh i it is a little annoying that it's a week by week thing i i don't mind uh Every once in a while, you know, like Castle Rock and stuff like that. I don't mind. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you: Are you still watching Castle Rock? Uh, I watched. Yeah, I, I. But see, here's the thing: like, I let it lapse. It wasn't like a, hey, I've got to when it comes out, I got to watch it again, kind of sure. thing. Sure. But my wife is my wife likes it a little bit more than I do this season. So I did catch. I did. I am completely caught up on it. It's infuriating to me, and my wife agrees that they're not just vampires. Like the the ultimate like bad guys of the the season are some sort of weird like witch you know like reincarnated zombie type people I guess it's like they're huh. they're collecting so uh, one of the guys gets killed Ace Merrill gets killed he but he comes back uh, he gets sometimes he come back yeah exactly he gets she puts him in the Marston house from Salem's Lot. Which anyone that remembers Salem's Lot, that's where the vampires were, Kurt Barlow, you know, the, those guys. Uh, she puts them in there and these bugs like like kind of surround them and everything. And I think ultimately what it's going to be is because they said that instead of there being vampires there way back when there were witch trials there in Salem's so, Lot. So it's going to be like witches. a pet cemetery type thing then? Yeah, some. it's a little bit like that. It's a little bit mix of, of like witches and pet cemetery. And it's infuriating that it's just not because they they go. So Ace is going around and he's collecting different people and killing them and then bringing them to the Marston house and reanimating them like he was reanimated. So they're building like an army of these, sure. you know, undead people. And it's infuriating that they're not just vampires. They, it would it would fit more with, you know, what happens in the actual books. Yeah, and it no would make more it. sense. Well, at least they're not uh, cat changers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you know Sleepwalkers, right? You know what I would like to see is a uh, HBO pro, uh, like an HBO series, a mm-hmm. miniseries. Yeah. Either um, The Stand or Needful Things. That would be great, I think. I think they would do a yes. really good job with either of those. Yeah, I agree. I think The sta- the Stand's always been one of those uh, ones where you need a lot of room. And Needful Things, I think, is is the same way. I think Needful Things could I be really things good. Needful Things would be easier. You could do a great job with Needful Things. Yeah. But The Stand is, I mean, The, the Stand, you basically have to cut out how they, you know, like I've complained before, they reset up the power grid and all that. That's it's not important. No, not at all. It, the Needful Things is almost built for for an HBO type show like that because you, you can get Ed Harris back again. He could be Leland God this time. Yeah, but I mean, each episode, each episode is like a different uh, artifact, like a different person. You know that uh, that you know gets yeah. something from Needful Things and and yeah, the thing great. that they have to do, and then all of it can kind of like begin kinda, to tie together. Kind of tie it together. Yep, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it's, actually, you know who be? Go yeah, go ahead. You know who would be a great uh, Leland Gaunt would be Ian McKellen, I think. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. He's got like a nice combination of like you know he seems very like a nice person, but you could see he's good at like being menacing too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd say Christopher Lee if he were still alive, but he's obviously not alive. Right. Yeah, Christopher. I could see Christopher Lee doing it totally. Christopher Lee would go back and forth between uh, you know one of his more sinister roles and uh, the guy from. Uh, ghost or not Ghostbusters? The guy from the Gremlins too, the new batch where he's the scientist. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you could cast, if you could think of a perfect casting for any Stephen King property, what would it be? I, I have one that I think is going to blow your mind. <sighs> I mean, if it could be any era, maybe yeah, any 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 actor ever for any Stephen King property ever. Like, who would you think would be the perfect cast? Probably Clint Eastwood as uh, Roland. Young Clint Eastwood, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, actually, young Clint Mike, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Right. Mine is actually from the same, uh, from also from the Dark Tower, but um, I can't remember his name. He's the leader of the Coffin Nailers. Maybe it's Jonah. Okay. Lance Henriksen. Oh God, yes. <laughs> that would be the best casting ever. I think. Yeah, I could see that. Lance yeah. Henriksen, yeah, absolutely. He would be perfect for that. Uh, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's that's basically what what I watched uh, this this week. Like I said, I mean, I'm enjoying the Mandalorian. I'll have to to like maybe when the season's over, I'll I'll go, you know, I'll do like a retrospective on here or whatever about how I uh, sure. how I liked it. But I, I'll continue to watch it. I If you've got Disney Plus, I'd recommend checking it out. It's It's worth it. Cool. What'd you watch, Mike? Um, I watched a lot of stuff this week, but the thing that I think really sticks out is uh, I watched the most recent episode of South Park. Okay. Have you been watching uh, South Park recently? I watched the last, uh, so I think maybe a f- like a few episodes ago, but I, ha- I haven't seen the last, the last probably, I don't know, uh, four or five, something like that. Uh, well, this episode's called Board Girls, B-O-A-R-D. I bet if uh, Kurt <laughs> opted it, though, it would be spelled B-O-R-E-D. Right. <laughs> so, so the episode starts out with a thing that I guess has been happening, but I haven't really been noticing because I haven't been really watching them that much this season. But there's a group called, it's almost like the Muppet Babies, mm-hmm. but they're called the the PC Babies because there's a principal called Principal PC and it's his babies. Mm-hmm, yeah. And like they cry whenever like anything like he is like controversial. Right. And this episode was quite controversial. Um, do you, have you heard or read about this at all, Mark? No, I haven't heard anything about this episode. 
In this episode, uh, Principal uh, PC's uh, partner, they're not married because, you know, they're not, you know, it's a patriarchal thing, I think. Right. Um, but he's he's uh, dating this woman named Miss Strong, and she's, like, you know, pretty proud of the fact that she competes in, like, strong, man, or strong women competitions. Mm-hmm. But then when she goes to her most recent competition, a uh, a new a new woman shows up who uh, is basically a cartoon rendering of Randy Savage. We find out that's a it's a it's a trans athlete. Yeah, we find out that it's a, actually a trans woman who only a couple weeks ago decided that she wanted to be a female. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, so, so I mean, you know, everyone on the show obviously accepts because you have to accept people who say they're trans, and she just like beats the shit out of everybody and she destroys all her competition and in this uh match mm-hmm. and she goes on to like dominate all these other sports you know and like mma and uh and then even like you know she reveals that actually she's just like miss strong's ex-boyfriend who's tr- only transitioning because you know she wants to get back at miss strong right because there's all these great like randy savage savage-esque moments where like you know he's like oh yeah like giving you a speech and then he just like kind of like, after the speech he goes and miss strong is the worst you know that sort of thing right and then, you know, there's a lot of, like, people like, oh, you're transphobic if you're... But, uh, but I, I'm going to get to this later. The other part is, um, it's another, like, um, many many things have been jumping on, like, the D&D, Dungeons & Dragons uh, board, you know, or bandwagon recently. Okay. And so the, so the other part of the story is uh, Cartman, like, runs, like, a board games group at the school, and they play D&D, and then a couple girls show up, and they just start, like, kicking ass at all the board games they play, and they're upset because, like, hey, these girls actually prepare ahead of time, and, they, they, you know, they know how to play the game, and that's, you know, upsetting us. So, you know, they're trying to, like, ban them from this. And then eventually, like, after Miss, uh, or, you know, the Randy Savage character beats, you know, everybody at everything, mm-hmm. the little girls say, oh, you can't beat us at board games. And sure enough, uh, she can't because she says she only transitioned a couple weeks ago. She hasn't, you know, the long experience of playing board games. And so she's not good at them like the, like she would be if she were born. Right. Okay. Now, every article I've seen about this has mentioned this is controversial, but I think they're actually missing the point. Okay. Because the point about this is, I'm, I'm, I could, I could almost, I would bet money on this that they were aware of Joe Rogan's comments on uh, trans athletes performing in MMA fights. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan makes a good point because you know, um, yes, they're identifying as women now, and they're possibly even taking like hormones to become a woman. But they have a man's bone structure. They have a man's muscle. You know, they they've had like often 20 or even sometimes 30 years of being a man and then they've been a woman for a short period of time. I'm sorry. It might, it, some people will say it's sexist, but men are stronger than women. And there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And they're better athletes too. Again, that's not being shitty, but I mean like Serena Williams doesn't like go up against Raphael Nadal to practice. She goes against like, you know, like the hundredth ranked player on the men's team, if that, and then they still, she still gets beaten by him. Right. Just, that's just how, you know, biologically speaking, that's what I think. In my opinion, that's the point uh, South Park was trying to make. But then I read this review by the AV Club, and there was some crazy argument that like you, there was like a woman who like they suspected it was like too manly a few years ago in a marathon. Do you recall this? Yes, yeah, I remember. And so they're saying, oh, they're they're making fun of this, you know, black uh, trans woman. And the thing is, that woman wasn't even like a trans woman. It was just like she had too much testosterone. That's just how she was born. Correct. And that was a controversy. So they're in no way making fun of this. They're, in my opinion, just making fun. Like they're saying, you know, like Joe Rogan says, like in, if it's a blood sport, you, it's it's completely unfair. I mean, you could have an all trans division if you want, but I mean, if you have a man's skeletal structure and his muscles, mm-hmm. and you've had them for all your life, and only recently are you taking like you know more. Um, Oh, pardon me, estrogen? I mean, that's just not fair. I mean, and these, like, there's a lot of them who just, like, dominate the sports, much like in this episode. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, so, I agree with what everything you're saying. 
Uh, I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anyone listening and probably not a surprise to you either. But uh, so the NFL doesn't discriminate based on gender. A lot of people don't realize that. But it, it, there's no, you don't have to be a man to be to play in the NFL. Yet no woman has ever played in the NFL. I'm pretty sure, although I guess I'd have to research this, I'm not 100% there sure. There was a soccer star recently who was teasing that she might go into the NFL mm. as a kicker. I don't remember yeah. her name, though. Yeah, but even that hasn't happened. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure all the all the sports, uh, you know, don't have a gender barrier. I don't think it's legal for them to. But there's, Probably not, there's no. only been... Uh, as far as I remember, two, I think it's two, uh, and there were both goalies in hockey that have ever yeah, played. Yeah, as you can see, there's been female, and it wasn't uh, the, the cat from uh, the Mighty Ducks 2 either. It was, like, no. you know, some, like, woman who, I mean, you know, women are very agile. You know, mm-hmm. they're probably more agile than men, I would say. Yeah. That's a very agile position. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that speaks to your point that, yes, we all know, you know, for anyone that might want to get upset out there, I don't think our audience is really like that. But for anyone that might want to get upset out there, we all know, Mike knows, I know that there are exceptions. There are there are women out there that could yeah, beat I, the hell any, out of me. <laughs> any woman in the NBA would crush me in basketball. I have no doubt about that. Right. We're or, not ta- or college or, or high school probably. I'm not a I'm not an amazing basketball player, but mm-hmm. the best high school basketball player versus the best female high school basketball player there's 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 no competition whatsoever yep agreed so when you're comparing apples to apples like mike's saying you know uh you know skill level to skill level the guys men just biologically are you know stronger and faster and they have more muscular muscle structure that's just a you know that's just biologically how we were built it's the same as saying it's not racist intelligently designed yeah Exactly. It's not, it's not racist to say, and I'm going to mix it up. I don't, I don't remember which, if it's East or West, I don't remember. So if I get it you're, wrong, you're, you're, you're going to say the West African uh, marathon runners, right? Yeah. Marathon runners and the East African sprinters. sprinters. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there like Usain Bolt is from like a long line of, I think he, he, you know, he's obviously Jamaican, but he comes from like the Kenyan, like kind of runner tradition, like his yeah. genetics go to Kenya mm-hmm. and he is, you know, there's no doubt he has genetic advantages, just like men have genetic advantages and hormonal advantages. Yep. And, and the reason is the reason is because of like muscle structure. So like the length of, of thigh, the thigh muscle and calf muscle and stuff like that, the minute differences like that in different uh, areas, different biologies, you know, in, in different cultural groups and things like that make big differences when it comes to the biggest stage. The same is true for men and women when it comes to athletic competition. I think it's crazy. And I mean, I, you know, I'm sorry if this is discriminatory to, to trans, uh, trans, uh, men that want to become women, but no, I, I think you have the opposite. It's a uh, trans woman. Yeah, tra- yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. Like, because I- the opposite is not true. Trans men are not kicking the shit out of every you know MMA competition they go into. Correct. They're just not. Yeah. So it's but it's just it's crazy to especially in MMA or boxing or in an area where it's it's a woman getting beaten up. It's upsetting yes. to see. 
I mean, it doesn't bother me if like there's a there's a trans cyclist who's just breaking every record there is. I mean, mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me. If I was a woman, that might bother me. If I was a woman competitive athlete who has you know for years been plugging away at cycling and was the best, and then this you know this new trans woman comes in and just like beats everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. that would bother me. But I, she's not getting hurt in MMA. There's a basically biologically a man. I'm sorry, I know you want to call yourself a woman. I hey, if I'll call you a woman, it doesn't matter to me. It's your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you happy, do it. But there's like a legit risk of like, you know, someone who's for them all for a lot of purposes, biologically is very masculine and Mm -hmm. very strong compared to a woman who, I mean, there's outliers, obviously there's, you know, Amanda Nunez, you know, Holly, uh, I forget her last name, but you know, there's Ronda Rousey. There's clearly women who, who would kick my ass with, without even blinking, but I mean, they're not as strong as a man is going to be, or someone who's only recently stopped being a man because you have testosterone for 30 years. Yeah. And that's the thing is we're not saying that any man could transition to a woman and then beat up Ronda Rousey. But if Chuck Liddell did it or like someone else who was equally trained as Ronda Rousey in MMA and was a man, then they probably could. Yeah. yeah. Strength alone. I mean, men are just stronger than women. I mean, not every man is stronger than every woman, but I mean, it's, 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 it, it annoys me that we have to be so delicate and on eggshells about this. I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't care. It doesn't bother me if you want to be a, you know, if you want to transition, that does not bother me one, but I'm no. happy for you. If it makes you happy, I'm glad, but we're talking about physical risks here and that is mm-hmm. not fair. It's just not, it's, it's not competitive. Yeah. I don't see any controversy with this, with this episode, with this episode in, in, in my opinion, at least from, from the way you've described it, because like, like you said, I don't care, you know, so as far as like marriage equality, equality under the law, you know, being able to to use the bathroom of your preference or whatever, I don't give a shit about any of that. Like it does it doesn't bother me at all. I don't care. I think people should be treated equally uh you yeah, know in, for sure. in those ways. But this and, and, is and, and, a different and this pe- is different. Yeah, these people yeah, these people are uh, have like a horrible history of being treated like shit, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's horrible, it's appallable, but at the same time, I mean, we, we have to live in reality, you know, yeah. to some degree. Yeah, and, and that's it, just it's just biological, hormonal, you know, you, you have an advantage that they can never have. I mean, if LeBron James and like Carmelo Anthony or like a bunch of guys out there decided that they wanted to transition to be a woman and then play in the in the WNBA, it would destroy the WNBA. You know, like it would, it like it would destroy the league and the women in the league because they made this choice. Yeah, and the advantage is so absurd that I would say the uh, the the guys on the bench, if they formed a team and went to the WNBA, they would be crushing every. Oh, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you I know, mean, I'm sorry that that's the that that's the case, but that's the biological facts. If if you weren't to judge men and women different, there would be no different. There would, it would be every uh, college would be co-ed, you know, as far mm-hmm. as sports went. Every professional team would be co-ed, but yep. there are clear biological differences. Much like a seven footer, I think in, in the United States, if you're seven foot tall and a man, you're like there's a one eight chance you play in the NBA. There's some crazy like fact. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. So it's not it, that's that's uh, an important point that I think people overlook a lot of times. There's discrimination, which is wrong. And then there's acknowledging differences, which is just logical. So like if I say, um, you know, like acknowledging that, uh, you know, a black person's ancestry 
um, you know, the majority of it comes from Africa or that, uh, you know, like their, their food preferences can sometimes be, you know, uh, Southern, you know, like Southern, Southern food preferences, like Southern breakfast, like grits and, and, and you know, and things like that watermelon, which, you know, obviously has been a, a big cliche to acknowledge yeah. things like that. Isn't discriminatory. It's saying, Hey, you know, this happened because of certain, you know, cultural things that happened. If you, if you try to like paint everyone with a broad brush like that, it can be discriminatory, but they're, they're different things. And acknowledging that men and women are different and have different biologies. And maybe we need to structure society to, uh, you know, with that in mind is not discriminatory. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's if you want to be a pilot in the Navy, you have to have 20-20 vision. Right. I have bad eyes. If I went there and I said, hey, they can't, you can't be a pilot. You have shit eyes. I, I, I couldn't say they're discriminatory. There's, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, there's a biological difference between me and somebody who has perfect eyes. Yeah. I, I'm color. I'm pretty close to colorblind. I, I, have, I have what's called color deficiency. I couldn't be a pilot either. That's a safety issue. That's not they're discriminating against me. That's I might not see a mountain in time. You know? And this is also a safety issue because, I mean, there's weight classes in MMA. Yeah. You know, there's like a 130-pound weight class. If you're 130 pounds and you have like 20% more muscle fibers than the, uh, you know, the, the opponent who weighs the same amount, that's a big... Yep, absolutely. I mean, I, if anyone who listens to this is upset, I mean, please just listen to what we said and take in what we're saying. We're not saying, you know, we hate trans people. We don't think nope. they should be in athletics, but we're saying that there's a difference between a person who's been a man for most of their life and someone who's been a woman for most of their life. Yeah. If you can't acknowledge or even understand that, then I, I honestly cannot help you because that's just simple biological fact. And we're not saying you can't compete at all. We're saying that there needs, there needs to be a solution, whether, like you said, Mike, that's a trans league or, or whether it's, you know, uh, you, you know, the, the women has to compete, uh, you know, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the, um, the, yeah, the woman, the former man has to still compete with the men or, or whether they break it up by, by hormone level or, or what, you know, there, there can be a solution that allows, uh, trans people to compete, but having people who were up until recently men and have that body type and that body structure beating up women is not the solution. And as I said in the, uh, in the episode, and I believe this is true. I could be wrong. I believe this is true. You can even just say you identify as a woman and still be in some of these like leagues. You could still compete as a woman. I, I do believe that's the case. Yes. I don't, I don't think MMA is one of them, but I, I do believe that there are certain leagues that, that that is the case, or I guess I should say UFC. I, I, the, the big professional one, I don't think is one of them, but I think there might be some MMA like minor leagues where you can, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you're right. But, but yeah, that's uh, what I watched. It was an interesting controversy. And like I said, there's not, not these days, every review, even if it doesn't have a topic like this, they'll inject like some sort of social awareness, you know, mm -hmm. just to let everybody know how great they are. Yeah. It's the big yeah, thing. Every, I saw a couple of years and both of them were like, Oh, toxic masculinity. And you know, that's what, and it's just, I, I honestly don't think that's what they're doing in this. No, and it doesn't, like I said, I'd have to watch it, but it doesn't sound like that to me either. Toxic masculinity is another one of those buzzword things. So here's what I hate about the, you know, in the sixties, you know, love them or hate them, the hippies, which, uh, you know, 
I don't like what they become. I, I liked what they stood for, but one of the reasons I really hate hippies is because of of where they went after the 60s. But in the, They're mostly hippie critical uh, generation of all time. Right, yeah, exactly. And, and, and the thing is, is most of them were like rich and privileged anyway. But, uh, you know, they... They went into their rich, privileged lives and, and shit like that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The people who uh, didn't have money were busy going to Vietnam. But this generation might even be worse <laughs> because they don't do anything. They don't, like, pick it. They don't, they don't actually get out of their house and, and do stuff. They're just, like, hashtag uh, toxic masculinity. And you're like, you don't, I mean, I'm like, I, I'll say to them or, or think, Yes, there you have. There is a grain of truth in You're kind of right. Yeah, in the toxic toxic masculinity thing, but you don't know what that means by the way you're using it. Like a lot of people, you know, some people do, but I see all the time. Like people will say shit like like toxic toxic masculinity, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not what this is. That that does exist in certain areas, or or it did yeah, exist. Yeah, like Bill O'Reilly, for example. Yeah, exactly. But but that's not what this is. And you don't like you want to be you want to stand for something, but you don't want to take the time to actually learn about it and become knowledgeable about it. Therefore, you just like, oh, these are the buzzwords that I'm going to use. It's the same thing when people like are talking about politics and they and they try to like rip apart other people and they say like, you know, cuck and uh, and like uh, all, all this stuff. It's like you don't know what that means, do you? Or or you yeah, or when people you, like rail against corporations on their iPad, you know, over their Comcast internet connection. Exactly. You know, the, the whole thing it's, yeah, it, it, it really, because, and that's the thing is a lot of my thought processes are the same. Like a lot of my, a lot of my like, uh, values or, or what I think is right run somewhat parallel to some of the to the pc people at it's, least it's coming from a good place okay no yeah. one wants anyone to be bullied i mean in a right. perfect world this wouldn't exist is this how we get to a perfect world possibly i don't know but to someone my age and you know with the way i grew up it just seems like you're really not doing much you're like mm -hmm. the term i always hear is virtue signaling you're just like oh i'm yes. a good person look at me i i'm like i'm against nazis who the fuck isn't against nazis there's maybe like <laughs> Half a percent of the population, if that, who are pro-Nazi. Right, so... I mean, we were very anti-Nazi in the 40s when we killed them all. Yeah, that was that was a pretty anti-Nazi time. Yeah, and those same people who are anti-Nazi, or the children of them, are the ones who are being called Nazis because they don't agree with, like, every single nuance of the, you know, woke slash, mm -hmm. you know, new generation's agenda, which is kind of made up and not really well-researched to some... Yeah, Exactly. And you know to make to make matters more complicated, uh, this is another area where it's like you know well they do have somewhat of a point. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there are Nazis now again for some reason. I mean, yeah, they're there's not always the shitty part of society of every you know ethnicity, mm -hmm. every social group. There's just probably ten percent of everybody is just like a shit person. Yeah. I mean, and since we have social media now and we can see everybody what they're up to, I mean we see people posting like, oh I wish I would shoot this, you know, this that Greta climate change girl with a rifle and you're a Thur school teacher. Thurnberg or something like that. I'm just I'm just glad that dumb people are, you know, confident as as, as confident as they are. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's one it's of the things that the internet's good for. It's a good disinfectant because we see we see a lot of now people are outing themselves. 
Exactly. But at the same time, there's some stuff that I really, I mean, this is a, a obviously a controversial thing, but some big game hunting is actually essential to keep these animals alive. Okay. I mean, I will, I will take, I don't know anything about it, but I'll tell you what, and I'll tell everybody out there, Mike knows a lot about guns and he knows a lot about hunting. So I would, I'm definitely willing to take your, your word for that. I'll tell you this. I don't agree with trophy hunting. I don't agree with people who shoot giraffes, you know, just to have a giraffe in their house or mm-hmm. a lion, just to have a lion in the house. But the economic impact is actually pretty substantial. And like for some of these animals, like elephants and stuff, like people who live in the area actually eat them. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to waste. I mean, and you know, the money, it'll, it'll cost you probably like $25,000 to shoot one of the African big five, like, you know, the rhino, mm-hmm. the um, giraffe lion elephant and hippo i think is what they are like, okay. it's like the, you know the, that's just what they're called yeah you're i mean the average person who does that is probably just pumping like a hundred thousand dollars in like this very remote isolated community okay yeah i see i can see that for sure much like how in michigan we hunt deer you know pretty enthusiastically you know mm-hmm. for a couple months total including all the seasons i mean if we didn't i mean the highway like death fatalities would be much higher Oh, absolutely. And the deer would starve. I mean, that's just biologically how it is. They don't have, we don't have natural predators. We don't have a lot of wolves in the wolves here. Yeah. In the woods, not wolves. Wolves in the wolves would create more wolves. And <laughs> then we would have. That's right. Then we'd have more. I'll tell you what, maybe if they manscaped, uh, the wolves would, uh, would procreate more and then we wouldn't have to hunt as much. Could be. Uh, but anyway, that is our episode for the week. Uh, as always, do all the stuff here. I'm just going to like, that. What do you got against it? Yeah. Do you like content? So do we leave a like. I hate myself. Okay, there you go. Just do that stuff. <laughs> you know we completely forgot the IMDb game today? Oh my god, we did! Oh, you want to do it real quick? I have it actually pulled up. Sure. Alright. So, to end the episode, unlike what we usually do, we'll do the IMDb game. Uh, we'll cleanse the palate of our hate speech. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so... You want me to go first this time? Yeah, you can. All right, I may have already done this one, All right. but uh, you'll figure it out. Clue number one. There's a profusion of sexual innuendo and many sexual references. Mm. A profusion? Super this bad. This is a PG-13 movie. No. Okay. A young man and woman talk about having taking an oral exam, and there are also many terms and names that sound sexual. That's my boy? No, that's not PG-13. No, but that's a good one. I should watch it tonight. <laughs> a woman dances bare-breasted, but any nudity is diffused. Diffused? What, they they uh, they use a prism to, <laughs> to block it out? Um, hmm. Uh, PG-13, that, that makes it hard. Um, Return of the Living Dead. No. Definitely not. Two men are shot at while they climb a ladder. One slips and grabs the other man's pants, pulling him down to expose his buttocks, which are obviously prosthetic. Obviously prosthetic? Okay. Um, fuck. Uh, epic movie. No. Okay. A man is strapped into a machine, and part of the machine is positioned over his genitalia. Hmm. Freddy got fingered. No, but that is also a good one. Yeah. 
This next one is just ridiculous, but I'm going to read two. So, men and women dance together in a couple of club scenes. <laughs> just how, how is that offensive? Right. Was this written from the town or foot? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, women wear tight fitting, figure revealing outfits throughout the movie, especially in the 70s scenes that expose bare shoulders, cleavage, bare backs to the hips, bare abdomens, and bare. Th- 70s scenes. Jay and Son Bob strike back. No. Keep on trucking. A woman shoots at a man with guns embedded in her bra. Oh, oh, Austin Powers? Which one, though? <laughs> um, so, the gold member? Yes. Okay. <laughs> nice. Not really. 70s. That's the one that be that's is that the one that begins with uh with um Steven Spielberg at the beginning? Yeah. That's the best scene in that movie is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> All right. And, Ke- and Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh god. That's right. <laughs> Here's yours. He plays a character named Doctor Evil that is less evil than him in real life. <laughs> Seriously, he was just trying to tell us the whole time. Oh, oh. pretty much like that SNL sketch where like the guys like doing the uh, close captioning and talking about what an asshole is. Right. He was real. A woman's breasts are very briefly seen in the beginning locker room scene. Apt pupil. No, that's a good guess. Good movie. Uh, let's see. On screen. How about violence and gore? Yeah. Uh. Two men terrorize an attempt to rape a woman, but one gets shot in the crotch, and the other surrenders. A bit of blood, but not much. Robocop 2. Nope. Robocop 1? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one says, two men terrorize an attempt to rape a woman, but one gets shot in the crotch by a robot. <laughs> <laughs> and the other surrenders. <laughs> I, I, like, yeah, I, just, a... I just skip over by a robot. <laughs> I have a controversial thing to say about uh, Robocop Part 1. Yeah. Do you remember the movie that well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Can you remember the scene where he's like kind of Robocop and the guy's like has a jar that he eats food out of? Uh... He's like, oh, it tastes like baby food. I'm convinced that yeah. that's Robocop's feces that he's eating. Oh. Whereas my friend Matt, uh, I think he might be correct, but he doesn't listen to this, so I'm not going to agree with him. Mm-hmm. He says that's just a food he's eating. But if you watch the scene, it's very unclear. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to watch that scene again, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, so that's uh, that's our show for tonight. Yeah. All right. We will uh, we will see you next week. Uh, you know, go manscaped.com. Uh, uh, Bluetooth.org. Bluetooth.edrd. Uh, 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 e- Erection. E-R-D. I can't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bluetooth.com and, and uh, mybookie.ag. Uh, but we'll see you next week. Bye. See you next time.